0: Frio de Janeiro With
1: Abidiman.
0: This is Abidiman and welcome to Frio de Janeiro I've just got back to Australia from a World Cup adventure in Russia It was with one of my best mates Tim Shibley, who you might remember from the Beyond Extra Time show back in the day It was an absolute rip of a month, exceeding all expectations. My third World Cup personally, and I just love hitting this global sporting and cultural pilgrimage. Before we dive into this episode, let me share with you an audio blog I did on April 13. It was two months before the World Cup started, and I was sitting in the car waiting for a mate, and as you do, I was like, why not capture some thoughts about the build-up? So how do I feel in the build-up to Russia? Well, I feel like it's going to be a very interesting ride because Brazil brought this excitement, this incredible sense of um, party atmosphere, um, and there was a lot of um, anticipation about this World Cup in Brazil. And it ended up really serving up an absolute feast of football and good times and incredible people and culture. Whereas Russia... Uh, this this World Cup tournament's come at a time that's uh, increasingly fragile in global geopolitical terms, but the beauty of sport is that it's such a transformative and um, groundbreaking, you know, barrier barrier breaking sort of um, sort of pursuit that maybe the World Cup can can change the world in a way. And I like to look at it from a very optimistic standpoint in terms of what this World Cup can do. Just like with the Brazilians, where there was a flood of tourists going to regional sort of towns or, or cities that have never had an influx of visitors, maybe that will promote understanding and um, cultural awareness between both. So that's something I look forward to. I've been learning the language, doing my utmost to do due diligence and understand the culture before going there, so I'm not completely out of my out of my um, depth. and uh, Going with my friend would be an in- incredible experience because going to the World Cup by myself, you would see friends together enjoying it, sitting on Copacabana Beach at the table and drinking together, having such a good time. Um, but I think especially in Russia, for me, it will be really beneficial, and for, for Shibs, his first World Cup, going with a veteran, so that would be good. So bring it on. And we're back. And now it's over. Just like that. One magical month. After this Russian experience, I knew I had to share the story. But I thought long and hard about how. So there's heaps of panel-style review shows talking about the football, the organisation. We could talk about going to the final, which was an amazing experience in itself. Or even the cosmopolitan vibe within the Britley Lit Nirvana of Nikolskaya Street in Moscow. But there was one particular day that was so wild which left a lasting impression it was actually our first day in russia and we dived straight into the deep end and it was so out of this world and unique that this 24 hours by itself perfectly encapsulated what it meant to be in russia at a special moment in history and it demonstrated how football or sport more broadly can be this incredible vehicle to inspire and unite people so here we go So after years and months of dreaming, it was time for me and Tim, later to be known as Prince Harry among Russian girls, to go to the 2018 FIFA World Cup in Mother Russia. We arrived in Moscow for a bit of sleep after a 15-hour trip from Perth, Western Australia. Awaiting us the next morning on the 1st of July was a a 7am train ride for a day trip to a provincial city called Nizhny Novgorod. Formerly, it was known as Gorky. It was a closed city to foreigners during Soviet times for over 60 years. On this same day, Russia were due to play Spain in an eagerly anticipated knockout round of 16 World Cup match in Moscow. So why were we leaving the heaving metropolis of Moscow? It was because there was a game in Nizhny Novgorod, which we had predicted our team Australia to qualify for if they had finished second in the group. Unfortunately, Our team finished bottom, and we didn't make it. So the match was instead Croatia versus Denmark. It was a World Cup knockout game nonetheless, and you just go and enjoy the atmosphere. So after a four-hour train ride, which many fans received for free thanks to the great organisation of the World Cup, we had arrived in Nizhny Novgorod at 11am. Russia versus Spain was 5pm local time. Croatia versus Denmark was at 9pm. And our stadium was only a short bus ride away from the FIFA FanFest, where we were going to watch the Russia game anyway. So we had ample time to sightsee, watch the Russia vs Spain game, then go to the stadium for our match itself. It was just awesome to soak in Nizhny Novgorod, and see something different to what Moscow or St. Petersburg had to offer. We checked out the imposing fortified walls of the local Kremlin, which is a citadel fortress found in historic Russian cities. We caught a glimpse of the incredible modern new stadium. Next to it is a quintessential Russian cathedral, eerily ringing its bells as it looked out onto the legendary Volga River. This happens to be Europe's longest river. Which interestingly inspired the song of the Volga Boatmen, which the Fremantle Dockers AFL club have actually adapted for their own team song. We were now well and truly in real Russia. After this... It was time to get amongst it and watch Russia's game. We arrived at the FIFA Fan Fest in the city centre. It was packed. Russian flags were everywhere. But there was a tinge of nervousness in the air. The crowd were being whipped into a frenzy with local entertainment as game time neared. Just before kick-off was, of course, the national anthem. And this is always a special moment as the camera pans with close-ups on the players' faces, as a country sings with them. started, and just 10 minutes in, Spain took the lead due to a fortuitous own goal. And things didn't look great. But you know what? Russia didn't buckle. Half an hour later, they were awarded a penalty. Up stepped Artem Zuba, the big, bulking striker who was on the bench for the first game of the tournament. But he grew into a giant as each game wore on. The nerves of steel as he approached his moment of truth as the country were on the edge of their seats. He scored, one-one. From this point, the game ebbed and flowed. Russia stayed disciplined and Spain tried to pass their way through, but to no avail. They played over a thousand passes, a record in World Cup history. Full time came, extra time came, And it went, and before you know it, we were down for a penalty shootout. No one could quite believe it had gotten to this point. How are Russia even here right now? Everything was just surreal and felt out of body. Now, penalty shootouts are always a chance for a goalkeeper to make a hero of themselves. A large part of the shootout went by in an absolute blur. But my memory reawakens when, all of a sudden, Russia were leading 4-3, there was just one final penalty remaining. Spain needed to score to stay alive. Yago Aspas stepped forward. They say penalties are a lottery because it is sometimes a guessing game. Aspas struck the ball up the middle. Igor Akinfeyev, the captain and Russia's immensely experienced goalkeeper, dived to his right. It was the wrong way, but somehow, some way. He struck out his left foot at the optimal time and the ball flew away from the goals towards the heavens and it sent Russia into possibly the wildest party they've ever witnessed. The lowest ranked team in the World Cup that so many people had written off, had knocked out one of the world's greatest football nations, and they've reached the quarterfinals at home. What a time to be alive in Russia. Even the sternest Russians were smiling. Now amid the extra time, penalty shootout, jubilations and celebrations, we had only a little while before we could get to our stadium for our own game. This is where I'll introduce my mate Tim Shibley, because there are a few twists and turns in this tale.
1: Hey, I'm Tim Shibley, one of Biddy's best mates. We had such an amazing time in Russia, and it all started in Nizhny Novgorod. The penalty shootout, Spain versus Russia, look, what an amazing experience. Our first fans' best uh, experience in Nizhny. Just seeing the Russians in absolute bewilderment of getting that far in the tournament having beaten former world champions in Spain and and doing it in style. They they, they played very well during that game and the penalty shootout. Uh, <laughs> what an experience to, to really be in the fan zone when that happened, uh, to see the joy on everyone's faces and to see the party that continued uh, through the night, uh, something we're all very uh, kind of lucky to have been a part of. But after that game, we had another game to go to and that's... that's was Denmark versus Croatia, another round of 16 game in the city that we're in, in Nizhny. And uh, look, we're we're walking from the the fan zone uh, through the streets, seeing all the celebration and then walking to the stadium with a a vast amount of people um, all with one uh, goal in mind, and that that was to see uh, yet another amazing game in uh, Denmark and Croatia. First up, we had to you know, jump on to a bus, because it, was, it wasn't close, it was a, maybe a, a good 45-minute walk, but um, cut that up with a, with a bus and jumped on to a packed, packed bus, um, and suddenly we had a, a TV camera in, inside the bus uh, staring right, a, right at us. Uh, the local news channel in Nizhni, uh basically wanted to interview a couple of foreigners, and they found us uh, at the back of the bus and look, you know, they wanted to hear an Australian accent, um, they wanted to hear a real foreign experience, and uh, they, they focused on Biddy, and first thing he does is, is speak in Russian. And uh, I think that's not what they were expecting at all, they, they wanted to hear that Aussie, Aussie voice, but um, look, he, he, he responded to all their questions that they asked in English, he replied in, in Russian, and uh, look, it was... I haven't seen the footage. It would be amazing to see uh, just how we were at the at the end of that first game. The explaining the experiences that we had there. Look, we, we got off the bus, and again the atmosphere was was palpable. You know, everyone was so happy seeing the first game. Now they wanted to see a game live in their own hometown. You know, it's 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 not a massive city, uh, but they do have a massive stadium, and they were all very proud that that the World Cup had, had come to their town. And it was our first game uh, of the World Cup. We were so pumped for this. We travelled a good four hours from Moscow just to be a part of this. We're walking all the way to the stadium, and you know, throughout the day, I'd been asking Biddy, Do you have your ticket? And he'd be asking me, Do you have your ticket? And, I'm like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, of course, we have our tickets. And then, the last moment, he opens the envelope in which the ticket should have been from his pocket and there's there's just no ticket there's there's no ticket to see Croatia versus Denmark in the round of 16 game in Nizhny Novgorod so I couldn't believe it couldn't believe it. what had happened I had my ticket I I didn't have it in an envelope it was just in my pocket he had an envelope but no ticket uh and look at the time we didn't know whether to laugh or cry was it uh was it meant to be who knows because uh look biddy was able to at that point go back into the city and, and party with the russians um and the croatians and the danish but um me myself look i had to go to that game it was the my first world cup um so even for my best mate i wasn't going to uh, stick around i was going to go see that game so get there and uh the, the national anthems are just finished and right into it, right into it. In the first minute, there was a goal straight away. Uh, Denmark, uh, Matthias um with a bit of a scruffy goal in the box, but um, look, the Danes weren't going to worry about that. They were look winning this this round of 16 game, albeit for three minutes. In the fourth minute, uh, Mario Mazukich with a with a goal, an equaliser straight away, and the rest of the game was was very enjoyable. The only problem being we'd arrived from the other side of the world the night before. It was about time that I should be in bed in terms of my body clock and it was hitting me just in this round of 16 game. So the months and months it's taken me and us to to organise these tickets and I was half asleep during this game. I I felt so bad. Um, But luckily, luckily this game had everything because it had extra time it had a penalty sh- penalty uh, in the 116th minute and a red card and then a penalty shootout. Um, so it was 1-1 after full-time. Uh, then the penalty was saved. Uh, a Luka Modric penalty was saved by Kasper Schmeichel. And then went to penalties. And look, the rest is history. We all know Croatia went quite far in that tournament and they, they beat the Danes in that penalty shootout. And the party starts from there. The Croatians and the Russians, and obviously the two Aussies out there partying in Nishinokarod. What an experience. So while Shibs was enjoying himself
0: at his first World Cup game, I took a very lonely bus ride back to the town centre, the opposite way to which everyone was going. The game had kicked off, and I had my friends in Perth messaging me where it was 4am in the morning, the world's most isolated city, and they were telling me the score... And here I was on a bus, looking at the stadium, driving away from it. It was too bloody unreal. I had one thing going for me. Russia had won. And the city and the country was going nuts. And in hindsight, this experience was quite priceless. I walked around wearing a t-shirt that said, Russia is in my heart, and an Australia flag. First day in Russia, and the country is toasting this unbelievable moment. There were high fives, hugs, great chats, pen- plenty of cheers. Speaking a bit of Russian really helped as well. Привет, зовут? Меня зовут Okay, 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 I'll quit showing off. I was able to watch Croatia beat Denmark on a big screen with new Russian friends and was reunited with Tim, or Prince Harry, shortly after. This was a Sunday night to remember. Let's just say a record amount of sickies were taken on Monday across the country. And we got back to Moscow in one piece the next day. And also found my unused, uncreased ticket in one piece back at the apartment. Forever it will be a symbolic piece of paper serving as a cautionary tale about forgetfulness. This first day was all we needed and it made everything worth it. And I hadn't even attended a game at this tournament yet. So that was just our story, one particular perspective on a day and an endless night which will live long in the memory of millions of people. World Cups are only every four years. It was a special moment in history which we will cherish ev- I mean, cherish forever. And before the final whistle goes for this episode, here are just four quick takeaways I want to share with you. Number one, go to a World Cup. You really don't need to be a football fan or a sports fan because as you heard, when the crowd roared in those moments, it's much bigger than that. It's a global cultural gathering off the Richter scale. Number two, go with mates. Gather a group because sport is a social thing. Write those stories together which you can always reminisce together as you age gracefully. Number three, Have a go at learning the basic language of the place, you're going to, if it applies. It's a great intellectual enrichment, and even though translation apps are all around the place these days, languages are like superpowers, and they got me out of tricky situations in Brazil and Russia, so just a bit goes a very long way. Number 4. Go to Russia. It's the biggest country in the world, and very diverse. You've got legendary cities, strong traditions, history and stories. So why not just go and discover it for yourself if you get the chance? And that is this episode. Спасибо большое. До свидания. Hey everyone, wherever you are in the world, thanks heaps for listening to Rio de Janeiro. You can visit the show website abirimam.com A-B-I-D-I-M-A-M For all of the show goodies You can subscribe, leave a review I appreciate it very much And until the next episode Keep smiling, keep scoring